It's the Flyers Forecast with Steve Jaco and Craig Forsythe. Taking a look at your Flyers week ahead. Hello, Flyers fans, and welcome back to the Flyers Forecast. I am Steve Jaco. This is Craig Forsythe, and we are here to preview the Flyers week ahead for the week of February 3rd. So Groundhog Day has passed. We're officially in February, Feb, Brewery. There's really no easy way to pronounce the second month of the year. But here we are. And Craig, how are you doing and how are the Flyers doing at this juncture? Uh, they're doing pretty well. A couple things. I go with Febs. And also, I don't even know if the Groundhog popped up or not. But anyway, the, the Flyers are the top all card right now because they won tonight. They beat the Red Wings 3 to nothing thanks to... Lawton's game winner, another Hayes shorthanded goal uh, in the third period, and then Niskanen shorthanded uh, entering that goal. Elliott had a 16-save shutout. So with that, they are now 29-17-7 for 65 points with a plus-10 goal differential. Uh, they jumped up into the top of our college spot, like I already said, uh, thanks to the Leafs losing to the Panthers today. I'm not sure if that really knocked him out of spot, but the the the, the Leafs losing and the Leafs losing Anderson to with an injury is uh is pretty beneficial to the Flyers. We'll see what happens there and if the Leafs have to lean on Michael Hutchinson for a bit. But uh, uh they've won. They're now six one and one their last eight games as well, and they're on a five game point streak. Uh, things. I mean, the last couple games, Steve, things are going pretty well. Uh, and. Wow. Uh, Wild indeed, and Carter Hart and Shane Gossifer should be back for Thursday's game. I'm not quite sure if uh, Ghost is going to work his way back into the lineup because the Flyers have been winning, and uh, people are kind of pump trying to pump the uh, the Hag tires a little bit. And uh, Shane Gossifer hasn't really been a slam dunk to uh, play well this year either, so I guess that makes sense. But uh, 13th in goals per game, 10th in goals against per game, so they're slowly moving up the goals against per game as well. Uh, middle of the pack with the power play, which they're 15th in the league, considering how much everybody complains about it and how it kind of is, I guess, the obvious weak point of the team. To be in the top half of the league with power play percentage isn't exactly the uh, end of the world. Uh, they're also tied for 14th with the 80.9 penalty kill percentage. They went over 2 against the Penguins, so that hurts their numbers a little bit. And then uh, it sure is a lot better just to not not to cut you off there, but it it sure is a lot better than last year where I think they had a middle of the road to lower in the league power play and just a piece of shit, just a flaming dumpster fire of a penalty kill. Everything. I mean, it's not it shouldn't come as a surprise, but everything from last year is a lot better. There's nothing to there's really no major flaws with this team because I, I the thing people are always going to point to and complain about now is the power play which is annoying to watch but they still do get the puck in the net every once in a while it's just not you know it's not a consistent method to their madness and there's not you know a lot of structure and everything but whatever i get yeah the penalty kill i mean and tonight they did they did have two short-handed goals technically the niskanen one was short-handed even though it wasn't empty netter but uh i mean kevin hayes has just been a huge impact on the pk and everybody uh i think everybody loves kevin hayes now i'm not sure though or at least he's starting to win over the people who were really against that signing it feels like that to me yeah know. yeah no i'm with you there so, yeah i'm 100 percent with yeah. you there um so yeah i mean that's that's where the flyers are uh and after this win against the red wings they travel back home to philly and they host the new jersey devils on thursday night 7 p.m catch on NBCS Philly 
The Boo. Devils? Boo! Sorry. It, 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 the Devils might be a piece of crap. They might be a garbage <laughs> franchise, but I can't help but hate on the Devils at all times. No, you got to get the booze in. We got to make the Brodor jokes. Uh, mentioning to everybody that Scott Stevens was a war criminal. Absolutely um, a war criminal. What else? Lock him up. Yeah, Scott Gomez was overrated. I mean, that's that doesn't really Scott feel like that Gomez. big of a thing. I mean, he went a whole year without scoring a goal, a literal calendar year. So maybe that's not. But I mean, the uh, I think Mike dropped the all season champs reference in the uh, the Slack today. So the the all season champs, the New Jersey Devils, are uh, second to last in the East and 29th in the league going into tonight's action, Monday night's action, 18-24-9 for 45 points. And a minus 48 goal differential. You hate to see it. You hate to see oh, it. Oh, God, you hate to see it. Uh, minus are 48. Oh, my God. It's, uh, I'll tell you what. You know what's funny? And speaking of the, uh, the Red Wings real quick, but the uh, that Flyers 06-07 season, the, the worst season in the history of hockey, I think they were minus 89 is what somebody told me. So the Red Wings are already at minus 93. Think about what Red Wings fans are going through right now. And Minus does that three plus tonight? Plus I was going to say, does that include tonight? That, that, yeah, whew. so they're working their way towards a hundred. Um, and I think it was eighty nine. We'll have to go back. I'll go back and check that. But uh, however, they are currently on a three game point streak, but at the same time on a two game losing streak. So they've lost the last two games past regulation, and then also won their third to last game in a shootout over time. Uh, also haven't won a regulation in their last six games. Uh, Flyers are 2-0 and against them this season. The uh, 4-0 win in the second game of the season. Uh, their first game actually in Philly where Carter Hart had that ridiculous save on Taylor Hall. And we'll get to Taylor Hall in a second. But uh, And then second and most recent game this year was a 4-3 shootout win over the Devils in Jersey on a Friday night. It was November 1st. Uh, Farabee's first NHL goal, and Katoria had a goal and a shootout winner. Uh, so, Taylor Hall, this is going to be the first time the Flyers playing the Devils this year without Taylor Hall or John Hines. Uh, since the Taylor Hall trade, the Devils are 8-7-4, and four, and since the Hines firing, they are 9-11-5. and five. Uh, And honestly, there's Nothing about this team, the way it is, that uh, should scare the Flyers in any way. There's no reason why the Devils should win this game on Thursday, especially since the game is actually in Philly. Uh, that said, maybe... Craig, to ensure a Flyers win, you need to be negative about the Flyers' odds here. <laughs> okay, you're right. I think when Carhart comes back, he's going to be rusty. He's going to let in some leaky goals, and I think the Devils are ultimately going to take this game. That's what I'm scared <laughs> of. That's what I'm nervous about right now is Carter Hart uh, fucking it up, coming back rusty and, and messing it up. But, but honestly, go. the Devils, I mean, they're... Well, you were saying that, too. You were talking about the Red Wings game that the Flyers played times, when we're recording this on Monday night, and you were saying even then, like, there's no reason the Flyers should lose this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was getting real nervous because then they beat <laughs> they had a good game against the Pens, beat the Ash, and I was like, alright, now they're going to lay the egg because, you know, they did all the hard work, but anyway the, uh, yeah, Devils, bottom five in goals per game, bottom five in goals against per game, bottom five power play uh, 20th in PK, so there you go they're almost out of the uh, the bottom of the league there, uh, and then uh, 27th in shot attempts 4 percentage, 25th in expected goals 4 percentage any way you look at the Devils, they're just not a well-constructed team, especially without Taylor Hall in the picture. Uh, and, um, I mean, going into the game on Thursday, the Devils aren't going to have any um, – it's not a heavy slate of games for them. They host Montreal tonight, 
good one you're listening they on tuesday and then they host the kings on saturday so routine schedule for them we should see uh mackenzie blackwood who is 15 12 and 7 904 save percentage 3.0 gaa and one shutout uh and paul uh they might be without uh, Nico Hischer and Sammy Vatnin. Uh, that's kind of the big news going into the game. They're both day to day. So they they have nothing, and then what little they, they do have, they they might yeah. not have. And then two of like the four players that you know some people might know about, they also may not have them. So yeah, it's the Flyers uh, versus an AHL team. The, yeah, literally, it might be the Binghamton Devils. They called up Julie Anderson. We'll talk about him in a second, but yeah, Hischer and Vatnin left. Uh, Saturday's game against the Stars uh, with injuries. Uh, he sure left the game because he had to get stitches in his left knee or his knee. I'm not sure if it was left or right. Whatever. 32 points in 46 games for Heesher. He's got a 1.1 war rating and he's currently on a three-game point streak. Batten left the game after he blocked the shot. Always need to block shots. Very crucial for defensemen. Uh, 23 points in 47 games for Batten. 0.3 war. One point in the last 10 games and he's on an 18-game goal drought. So that's a defenseman they're going to also try and trade at the deadline, a guy who is injured working his way towards a 20-game goal drought. Uh, both are considered possibilities to play on Tuesday against the Canadians, but they did, like I said, also call up Joey Anderson, uh, who was a third-round pick in 2016. Hasn't played with the Devils yet this year, but he had seven points in 34 games last year. Also, at 30, he has 34 points in 44 games this year with Binghamton, and he was also... Team USA's World Junior Championship captain in 2018, if that name sounds vaguely familiar for all you hockey nerds out there. So, Steve, Seven I mean, points this... points in 34 games. I'm shaking my boots. Yeah, I, let's, I would get pretty nervous about him. I do like him, but, I mean, he's just he's not going to do anything on this team this year with the cast around him. So, uh, not worried about him yet. But uh, I'm thinking win, Steve. I hope it's a win. should be a win. Really... I mean, I was, we were just joking about it, but the only X factor I can think of is Hart after, you know, this long step away from the game because of the injury. He just kind of has an off night and lets in a couple uh, real smelly goals. But yeah, that's about it. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's really, no there's reason they else. should lose this yeah. one. Like, this yeah. is a team yeah. with playoff aspirations, the team that plays better at home. There is no reason that they should lose this one. Yeah, I, that's a big factor, too, is there's. The Devils are probably leaning towards going into tank mode now, and there's no reason for them to go out and fight every game, and the Flyers actually have uh, something to fight for. So uh, what they may not be able to fight for is uh, the division lead, which belongs to the team they're playing uh, on Saturday. That was a pretty good segue, right? It was, Yeah, it wasn't shabby. It wasn't shabby. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, all right. I was looking for a light golf clap, but whatever. Uh, the Caps are number one in the division. Number one in the East, number one in the league. They are 35-13-5 and for 75 points and a plus 35 goal differential. Uh, Caps are 15-7-4 and at home this season. They've won five of their last seven. Flyers, though, 1-0-1 against the Caps this year. Uh, 2-1 shootout loss in Philly on November 13th. That was the game of Voracek, uh, Pants, Gudis for a power play goal in the rush. Uh, and then Washington didn't give the Flyers anything at 5-5. Five five. Still got a point out of it. And then the 3-2 to two win on January 8th, where Hayes scored the shorthanded goal late in the second period for the game winner. Uh, Caps are fourth in the league with 3.58 goals per game, 11th with 2.94 goals against per game, tied for 11th in power play percentage, and they had the second-best penalty kill at 84.5. 
top of the league in underlying metrics. I mean, they're seventh in shot attempts, four percentage, and tenth in expected goals, four percentage. Uh, they're fifth in expected goals, four per sixty. So they generate a lot of high quality chances at five on five. Uh, yeah. So I mean, this game, I'm just expecting another. I mean, low scoring defensive battle where it's going to be. I wouldn't say boring, just a lot more defensive oriented. Like it's, I feel like it's going to be high end. It's going to be a high level hockey game, but it's just going to be not a ton of scoring. I, I feel like another two to one game, another three to one type game here. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping the Flyers tighten up. I mean, this is this is such an, a tough offensive team to face. I'm looking at the stats you have here, and I can't believe this is right. Alex Ovechkin, 37 goals in 52 yeah, we games talk about it. this year. 37 goals. 37 goals in 52 games, I believe, uh, up until the game yesterday against the Caps. I think he had 11 goals in five games. I think that was the stretch. He had some. He had back-to-back hat tricks again because he's Alex, Alex Ovechkin. He's 34, by the way. Like he's, I I don't know. That maybe the Russian machine never actually breaks. Maybe that is actually true because 37 goals in 52 games. He's got 695 at the moment. So he's exactly 200 goals away from breaking Gretzky's record of 894. Still has 29 goals game, uh, 29 games left this season. So you can take a guess, however many he's going to add to that, because I doubt he's going to stop at 37. Uh, and then, I mean, he has to get four 50 goal seasons or five 40 goal seasons. It sounds like. And honestly, and the thing is with Ovechkin, I'm like, not questioning it. it. <laughs> It feels like he scores a goal against the Flyers every time. Like him and Crosby, like two of the the best players drafted right, uh, yeah, right after each other, yeah. and just kill the Flyers all the time. Yeah, they 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 really do. Um, and the thing with think. Ovechkin is, it, it always feels like even on the games where the Flyers are shutting him down, he still finds a way late in the game to just blast one of those slap shots home, and you're just crying. <laughs> yeah i and that's the same thing with crosby too like the flyers took away crosby at five and five the last two games but dude still had two insane assists and was still creating chances on on the power play and it's the same way with Ovechkin. you can't give him can't give him any room to operate or yeah he's gonna fire one that is either close to scoring or actually goes in i'm trying to think if he scored or not this year against the flyers i forget the um I forget who scored in the Cavs two games, but anyway, uh, I, yeah, I think he does it eventually. I mean, he's got, I don't know if he's going to do five seasons of 40 goals, but I think he's going to play long enough to have a couple 30, even if he doesn't break 40, I think he's going to play and have enough 30 goal seasons to eventually break it, which considering, I mean, considering the era Ovechkin plays in and the era that Gretzky plays in is obnoxious. That would be insane if Ovechkin actually does it. Uh, just because of the goaltending, goalie pads, stand-up approach compared to butterfly, and then just like general conditioning and training of all the athletes in the game and the defensive systems. I feel like everything's improved to make it harder for elite goal scorers to score, and yet Ovechkin is pacing with somebody in, that played in the 80s, which was kind of like Joe Cocky. It just, there was no defense at all. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the goaltenders had like giant nets, uh, no padding. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I always love, I'll never, like, I'll never get over just watching highlights of goalies in the 80s, and some guy will take a wrist shot from, like, the circle, and you just see him standing up, just swing at a right leg and miss it, and then look at the back of the net, like, oh, how did I miss that? What happened? <laughs> how did that puck go in? And it's like, well. <laughs> uh, John Carlson's also having an all right season, I guess. Uh, leads the team with 62 points in 53 games for a defenseman. 
10th in the league in points, and he's first among blue liners across the whole league in points. Roman Yossi is second. He's 11 points behind. So uh, I think John Carlson is going to lead all defensemen in scoring this season. Uh, and the Flyers should face Ilya Samsonov on Saturday, who is 16-3-1 this year with a 9.23 save percentage, 2.21 GAA, and a shutout. Uh, Holpe is now at 8.96 save percentage on the season, so his uh, not exactly having the uh, the best campaign. But uh, uh, also, Washington hosted, like I said, they hosted the Pens yesterday. They lost the game that lost the whole game. I felt like they played pretty well, but the Penguins got some uh, some Penguins breaks. Uh, but they uh, will also host the Kings on Tuesday, and then they have three days off before playing the Flyers on Saturday and having off Sunday. So again, one of those little weird schedule situations where it seems like the team has a landing spot to play against the Flyers, but I'm not complaining. I'm not pointing that out every single time we do one of these Flyers forecasts, but uh, I think it should be a difficult game. Hoping the Flyers uh, play some pretty solid team defense, which they have been doing lately. Uh, They held the Red Wings to 16 shots on goal tonight, held the Penguins to less than 20 shots on goal in both the regulations in the last two games. So they've been, uh, they've prevented shots getting to the net. So hopefully they keep that trend going, especially with uh, the Caps coming up this weekend. But Steve, how are you feeling about Saturday's game? Not ideal. <laughs> yeah. So, which means, so, I mean, you know, what's going to happen now with this week. Flyers are going to get blasted on Thursday and then they're going to come out and knock out the Caps like four, nothing or something. And the Caps are going to have like 18 shots on goal. It's usually what that's what goes around here, the uh, the guess uh, the guessing ability on this part. Well, you're pretty good actually. The players of the week are doing all right, I guess. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I've hit a couple of them. I look, I don't feel great about this game, but I mean, if the Flyers play their game and they have played a couple close ones with the Caps this year, they got a shot. There's no reason they can't hang in this game and and win this game, but. It's one of the tougher teams. I mean, the Caps are one of the best teams in the NHL, and the Flyers have not been that good on the road. I'm not looking forward to this one. I'll just say that much. Like, I went to the bar yeah. for the Colorado game. I'm like, all right, this is going to be a good one. Buckle in. I I don't know. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I I will say this about the Flyers this year when it comes to uh, when it comes to close games against better teams. Like, it's one of those things that I felt like was kind of overblown the last couple of years when the team had pretty terrible underlying metrics and like they would, I, I don't know, like the, the closer games quote unquote, were just pretty much the goalie bailing them out when they were getting outshot like 31 to 15. I feel like a lot of these closer games this year against the caps, against the penguins, against the Bruins, against teams that are at the top of the league. I, I feel like they actually are going punch for punch with them. And they are usually getting the upper hand in terms of, the shot count, shot attempt count, and actually driving play. So that you know, that's something that builds excitement towards postseason, thinking that this team might actually be able to do a little something in the playoffs rather than knowing they're gonna have to just get murdered by the Penguins in the first round. So I don't feel like they're they're out of their depth as much this year as I did last year. Like there were a lot of games yeah, last year where I'm like I don't think this team's got a chance in hell. Whereas like this time it's like I I don't love the matchup, but there's always a chance for them to win, and I'm increasingly feeling confident in this, especially with the way they've suppressed shots and played team defense lately. Yeah, and I mean, you know, if Elliot or Hart start getting hot here, it could be 
Could be a pretty good stretch going into the playoffs. But anyway, speaking of goalie, there's no goalie management to worry about this week. Uh, if Hart comes back, he's playing on Thursday, and then I would assume on Saturday, unless he plays absolutely horrible or he gets hurt again on Thursday. But uh, players of the week, uh, I mean, I had Travis Connecting last week, who uh, I think he did all right. I don't even know how many points he had. <laughs> Normally, I'm good at tallying this up, too, and uh, this time I'm like, um, yeah, let's tally... <laughs> The guys did stuff. I'll look it up real quick. But yeah, you had you had Konechny last week. I had Couturier. Couturier, who had, a, a, I think he had three assists on Saturday. And he had a pretty, I mean, his two assists to Farabee were nuts. He, he made a good call, uh, as usual, on uh, the player of the week there. You know, just do uh, what Steve does. <laughs> well, I think, I think this week, though, I don't want to pick Hayes because he's playing really hot right now. And I don't want to. I don't want to put a stop to that. I'm going to pick Faraby though, because he looked pretty good on Saturday. Even, even though I think the two goals were more about Katori, I think he still had a pretty solid game all around. He had a monster game again tonight. He had a, a crap ton of shot attempts, and also he had a shift in the second where I think he had two shots from the slot in five seconds, and Bernier brought him both times, but. Uh, yeah, I think Joel Farabee is going to take advantage of being back up in the top six, and uh, he's going to roll on that line with Katori and Voracek. Yeah, I liked Farabee a lot in that last game. Yeah. Or, well, not, yeah. not last game, because they played the Red Wings tonight, but that, the Avs game, I liked him a lot in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you get, you're picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah, yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down, yeah. I am going to go, I thought, I almost went with Hayes to keep continuing, but that, that felt like easy pickings. Felt like easy pickings. Yeah. I'm yeah. going with Travis Sanheim. All right, I like it. Like he's been playing. I, I'm not sure if he's going to produce points, but he's been playing like a monster his last couple of games. As I well. think he's picked it up, and I think he's going to start seeing it on the scoreboard a little bit. So that's uh, that's what I'm going with. I'm going with uh, with Travis Sanheim. Yeah, I mean, it, and like we're saying on fly probably if he, I think he might be the biggest X factor for the team going down the second half of the the season because if he's able to prop up that second pair with Myers and then you can keep Braun on the third pair and use him pretty much as a uh, a PK specialist too that would be I think that's huge for the team going forward so and kind of let Myers maybe do his thing offensively every once in a while I think that'd be be uh, that'd be pretty huge but yeah these last couple of games they've looked great together so hopefully uh he starts getting some points now too yeah yeah it'd be very good to see him pop up on the score sheet a little more and and really just represent the kind of player he is to i guess the the wider fan base here yeah 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 i gotcha all right, all right. well that's yeah, all we got that's for the, that's that's yeah. the forecast that's the forecast like said, yeah yeah that's looking like the forecast yeah. you seen this you read about this uh if <laughs> you have any feedback for us the best place is on twitter you can reach craig at sports are bad uh yep I, i'm gonna i'll have some stuff i was gonna I think what I wanted to write about in the last couple of days was how it may not be logical for the Flyers to be buyers at the deadline, but I kind of really want them to because we, as fans, deserve some action this season. Yeah. I'm thinking about that. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I can get we'll behind see, that. We'll see that comes to fruition, yeah. Can 100% but, get behind uh, that. Yeah. If not that, uh, some other stuff. So be on the lookout. <laughs> Fair enough. You can reach me. At Flyperbole or at Estebomb, but make it Flyperbole for all of your hockey needs. You can also, or you should also, follow uh, PSH Radio and Broad Street Hockey 
And be sure to listen to all of our great shows. We're putting out a ton of great shows right now. And definitely highly encourage you to listen to all of them. And like us on Facebook, subscribe, all that great stuff. That's all we got. I'm Steve, this is Craig, and until next time, as always, good night and good hockey.